opening schmooze for the summer's Manitou. We have a complex combination of Talmidim who have been here for a year or more with Talmidim who just walked in the door. I'm going to try to give a schmooze that will speak to everybody because everyone who is here I think it's a fair assumption whether you're here for a year or you've just walked in for two days and are planning on spending a month or think you're planning on spending a month but may end up spending longer. Everyone is here to change. You came to change. Every project, whenever you undertake a project, the root of every project is the desire to change. A scientist or a lab researcher may want to change the world by curing a disease. You may want to change the world by making the computer accessible to more people. You may want to change the world by convincing them that they need something they don't, they don't really need. You may want to change your financial situation, make more money. You may want to change by becoming a lawyer or a doctor like your mother wants you to be. Or you may have come to cha- you may want to change your ability to study Gemara independently. All of these are change, and everybody who's here, because you did something different, as opposed to lying on the beach where there's no desire to change, you want to change. And what you want to change will dictate what you do. There's a uncomfortable uncomfortable rule in nature. You reap what you sow. You can't plant barley and expect to get corn. And you can't microwave, as we like to say, you can't microwave a tomato seed into a tomato. You've got to plant it and wait and nurture it. So you've got to clarify what you want. You want a carefully life, you want a lot of money. You want to know how to learn Gomorrah better. But you also have to ask what price you are ready to pay. Milton Friedman taught the world of economics there is no free lunch. He was talking on a communal national level, but it happens to be true on a personal level. There is no free lunch. You want to accomplish something, you have to pay a price. So, in addition to deciding what you're trying to accomplish, you also have to ask yourself, what price are you ready to pay? There's a famous um, joke in the yeshiva world. Every yeshiva bacher, when he comes into yeshiva, wants to know all of Shas in a month and get a good night's sleep. Okay, It doesn't happen like that. When you're trying to figure out what you want to change, you also have to remember the famous line when you're making your own calculations about changing yourselves, the famous line in the Mesilat Yesharim with the proper diuk that not everybody knows how to make. The Mesilat Yesharim opens by saying that a person has to clarify machovato be'olamo. So the not correct translation is you have to know what your chiyuv is in the world. What are you responsible to accomplish in the world? 
But the correct diuk is machovato beolamo. What is your responsibility in your world? Because every person has a unique world, and in your world you have a unique responsibility. But there's another thing that interfaces with that. In a couple of places, the Gemara talks about bechol yom bat kol yotzeit veomer. Every day, a heavenly voice goes out to tell a person do tshuva, to tell a person how uh, the embarrassment of not learning Torah. And the question that the Bale Musr and Bale Hasidus ask, and whenever the Bale Hasidus and the Bale Musr ask the same question, you know you're on the right track. Why does the Baskal have to go out every day? Did we forget from yesterday to what happened today? We need a new Baskal? We, we remember what you said yesterday. And the answer is because every day, every day there is a new and unique challenge. And the Batkol going out every day is telling you, today you have a different challenge than you had yesterday. So you have to clarify all of these things. Rabbi Shlomo, Shlomo Karlbach, used to say, I can put a piece of chicken on your plate, but you have to chew it. You have to eat it. You have to do the work. And one of our problems is that we want to accomplish a lot of things and we don't want to work so hard. So one of the things you better realize, and it's one of the messages we need to communicate, is that you want to accomplish, you have to work. You have to work with slow, small steps. It doesn't happen immediately. There's no quick fix. There's no pill you can take to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And that's what we talk about paying a price. Malcolm Gladwell came up with his 10,000 hour rule. You spend, you want to be a real expert in something, he shows over and over again, people who spend 10,000 hours working at something, even if they didn't have the greatest talent, became very, very successful. Larry Bird describes how he became the best white basketball player in the history of the NBA. 500 free throws every day. Every, when all of his, after they won the championships or lost, all of his teammates are out there celebrating, he's on the court practicing. Yitzchak Perlman had unbelievable talent, but if he wouldn't have sat there eight hours a day like his mother made him do, practicing all the scales, he would never become the greatest violinist, my opinion, the greatest violinist in the world today. Step, slow, consistent steps. In line with the Reb Shlomo quote, I have to share probably to me the most, if I spent a year and a half in graduate school back in the 70s, and I got a lot of breadth and, and, and understanding about education, but I have to take away one quote that stuck with me, and I think it defines on some level our whole educational process. Jean Piaget wrote in one of his articles that when you t tell something to a child that he could have figured out for himself, you have deprived the child of learning it completely. 
So if you want to know why we make you struggle to do it yourself, that's why. It's very easy for us to tell you what to do. It's very easy, to, uh, easy for us to tell you Shad in the Gemara. Art Scroll does a wonderful job. We could never compete with that. But then you won't really understand it. You've got to work. As Rav Shloim has said, I can put it on the table, you've got to do the work yourself. And that's one of the things that you have to focus on if you are interested in true change. Imagine, those of you who know how to cook, you're making a cookbook Friday afternoon, right before Shabbos, and the kugel's coming out of the oven, and then you remember that you forgot to put onion in the kugel. No problem. We'll just cut up an onion and put it on top of the kugel. It'll be just the same. I mean, anybody who doesn't think that's ridiculous has never made a kugel. Okay? That's ridiculous. Why is it ridiculous? Because there is a procedure... There is a process for how to make a kugel. And if you didn't follow the instructions, if you didn't follow the procedures, you can't just pile it on afterwards as an afterthought. It doesn't work like that. In Judaism, locally, but it's true in all growth, but it's particularly true in Judaism, there are processes. And we have to understand the process in order to accomplish you want the kugel to come out good, you got to know how to make the kugel from the beginning to the end to understand the whole process. So we have in our this week's Parsha, last week's Parsha, if you're in Chutzlar, it's next week's Parsha. Okay, so the next few weeks we're still going to be bouncing back and forth. Parsha's Chukas. So in Parsha's Chukas, um, after Miriam dies and they run out of water, so they start complaining to Moshe again. Okay, why did you take us out of Egypt? There's no bread, there's no water. Okay, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu gets a little upset. And Vayishlach Hashem Ba'am Eta Nechashim Hasrafim Vayinashchu Eta'am Vayamat Amrav Israel. He sends snakes, or the plague that kills them, and they come running to Moshe, Vayavo Am El Moshe, Vayomru Chatanu. We sinned. Ki Dibarnu Bashem Bacha. We spoke improperly against you and God. Please daven to Hashem that he should take away the snakes. Moshe davens to HaKadosh Baruch So they did a sin. They got punished. They did tshuva chatanu. And Moshe davens to Hashem. And what's Hashem's response? Vayomer Hashem el Moshe aselech asaraf v'simoto al neis v'yakol nashuch v'ra'auto v'chai. You're going to put this saraf on top of a beam, a pole, and everybody who looks at it, he will be sealed. He will be healed. Vayas Moshe nechash nechoshet. Moshe made this snake, this 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 metal snake, and he put it on the on the on the pole on the banner. And if somebody got bitten by the snake. They looked to the snake 
after they were bitten, and they got healed. Asks the famous Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, the Chinachash Meimit, O Nachash Mechayet, a snake heals, a snake kills. What's going on here? Answers the answers the Mishnah. Bizman Shiyasol Mishabdim Libom, when the Jewish people committed their heart to God by looking up at the snake and they remembered God and they committed to God, they were healed. That was the purpose. Bizman Shiyasol Mistaklim Klape Mala Mishabdim Libom, Hayumis Rafim. So that's very nice. But what's the purpose? The purpose is Shibud Halev, to commit my heart to God. So that's all we needed to do. Moshe should have told them, just think about God, commit to God, and you will be healed. What was the role of that snake on the pole, a metal snake? Sounds like voodoo, hocus pocus, what's going on here? The goal is Shibud Halev. But you know what? It's easy to talk. It's easy to say. It's easy to think. Judaism demands action. You gotta do. You have to do something. So that's the, the, the fact that there was something tangible and you had to actually look up at it, go out of your way, that already is what is what's necessary for you to accomplish the emotional and intellectual goal of Shibur Halev. HaKadosh Baruch demands action. Judaism is a, is, a, is, a, is a religion of action because growth requires action. If we go back another week, okay, in Chutz Laaretz, it's last week's parsha. we have Bilam. And there's a very strange Mishnah. We've mentioned this many times over the years because the Nesiv Sholom, the Slonim Rebbe, has an unbelievable but so compelling pshat in a Mishnah that compares Avram Avinu and Bilam. What's the comparison between Avram Avinu and Bilam? Well, guess what? The Mishnah says, Having me Talmidav shall Avram be students of Avram Right? I'm sorry, Gimel Dvarim Betalmidov shall Avram, Gimel Dvarim Betalmidov shall Bilam. There are three qualities that exist in the students of Avram, and three qualities that exist in the students of Bilam. So we should be astounded by two things. First of all, you're comparing Avram and Bilam. And we know Avram as Avram Avinu. We are descendants of Avram. Since when did we become students of Avram? We're students of Moshe. Moshe taught us Torah. We have to learn Torah. What is it to be a student of Avram? And how is that contrasted with a student of Bilam? Okay, and the Mishnah says, Pirkei Ovos, students of Avram have ayin tova, ruach nemucha nefesh They are generous. They are humble. They have a low-maintenance lifestyle. Students of Bilam, they are I, they are ayin raw. They are stingy, ruach gevoa. They are arrogant, and nefesh rechava. They are hedonistic. And we see that 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 was if you read the psukim with Bilam, each of those things comes out in Bilam. Okay, so it's very nice. Well, uh, 
Like, why are we even comparing them? What does it mean to be a student of Avram and a student of Bilam? Says the Slanam Arevi, as in every scientific experiment, you need to keep all the variables constant. If you start mixing two, changing two variables, you can't measure what one variable, what each variable is affecting. So we have to keep everything constant and only measure the person who studied in the base medrash of Avram Avinu with the person who studied in the base medrash of Bilam. Says the Slonim Rebbe, that means we have to be talking about two equally religious people. Equally mitzvah observant people. Because if you're talking about a tzaddik who does mitzvos and a rasha who violates mitzvos, so you're now making two different variables. Who did you study midos from? And do you keep the Torah? So says the Slonim Rebbe, we're talking about two frum Jews. Not just two frum Jews, two equally frum Jews. Otherwise you're not measuring midos. You're not measuring the base medrash. And he says you could have a Jew who's 100% observant, and he studies in the base medrash of Billah to be arrogant, selfish, and hedonistic. So one of the things you hear is that you have to study. You have to study in the base medrash of Avram Avinu. You have to work to be generous, humble, and low-maintenance lifestyle. It doesn't come naturally. We're descendants of Avram Avinu. We get certain things in our DNA. We have Mesiris Nefesh in our DNA because of Avram. But the Midos, we have to work on. And we can study in a base medrash that teaches us. It's a good thing to be selfish. I have to worry about number one. And it's a good thing to be arrogant. Bishvili Nivra Olam. The world was created for me. And God gave us pleasures in the world. So we have to enjoy the pleasures. It's a mitzvah to enjoy the pleasures. So you can study and be and justify as a Torah observant Jew arrogance, hum, uh, er, uh, singiness, arrogance, and hedonism. So it's a process. You have to work at becoming a student of Avram. This is part of the process of becoming a Torah Jew. It's not just mitzvah observance, it's midos. And this leads us to really what yeshiva is supposed to be all about. And that is paradigm shifts. You come to yeshiva and you got to realize that when you enter a world of Torah, the, the world has to look differently. We're in a society of selfishness. We're in a society of quick fixes. We're in a society that wants independence, we want to. We want. We're in a society that says we can have it all. And yeshiva and Torah study and Torah growth has to teach us that we have to change our paradigms. We have to realize that growth is slow. You reap what you sow. If you're not on time for shear and for seder and for davening, you haven't accomplished what you can. What you need to accomplish. How much preparation do you put in? We talk about preparing for Shabbos. We talk about preparing for davening. You want to accomplish something? You have to do differently. Davening has to be, and Rabbi Roe alluded to this, there are a lot of things that are going to be challenges out there in the real world. 
And you gotta practice in the yeshiva how to do it. When you're out there, there are going to be challenges of being on davening on time because of all kinds of things. And if you have kids, it's going to be a big challenge. There's no challenge to being on time now in the yeshiva. It's only laziness. It's only inertia. So you've got to train yourself that it's important to go the extra mile. It's important to put away books. It's important for you to be there on time. It's important to worry about yeshiva property. Mayor Tamari Zakrona Livracha was a big, he was one of the major forces in business ethics. He explained why people don't have any problem cheating a company. They would never consider cheating their neighbor, but they cheat a company. Because the company, there's nobody, just some amorphous reality. Okay, and beyond the halacha of it, it's a corruption in your personality. So you've got to be sensitive to something called Kaspe Tzibur. You've got to be sensitive to the cleanliness of the Beit Midrash. These are little details that change the person. These are the kinds of changes you want to do while you're in yeshiva, so you carry it with you when you leave the yeshiva. There's also paradoxes, and we have to learn to live with paradox. Judaism says you are bound by a divinely revealed transmission, tradition. And we don't want robots. So you have to think for yourself. That's a paradox. Freedom of choice. Big thing today. Freedom of choice. But there's a responsibility to choose wisely. We mentioned before, Bishvili Nivra Ola. The world was created for me. That's what the Medrash says, why God created only one Adam. Created lots of horses and lots of bumblebees and one person to represent the idea that each person, the entire purpose of the world can be accomplished or destroyed through the actions of one person. And yet you have responsibility to be part of a cloud, to be part of a tzibur. That's a paradox. You've got to make sure that you're that you are looking at yourself and your needs. And at the same time, not being, a self, not being selfish, but being connected to the tzibur and worrying about the tzibur. Paradox. Intellect versus emotion. Am I supposed to follow my head or am I supposed to follow my feelings? The answer is yes. There has to be a combination. Judaism is about the head and about the heart. You want to quash growth, you want to quash passion, you want to quash commitment, it's very easy. Do things habitually. When you do things by rote, there's no growth, there's no passion, there's no commitment. That's bechol yom yubei You gotta wake up every morning and say a new day, new challenges, new excitement. If I do it today, because I did it yesterday. Ramosha Shapiro used to give a, a very good example. I have two fans that are, you know, they're, they're, the blade fans. Okay? And they're both running. One is plugged in, and one, I just unplugged it. So for the first couple of seconds, they're both running exactly the same. What's the difference? One is running on the energy that it's getting from the electricity, and one is running because it used to have electricity. It's just inertia. And we have to ask ourselves, how often do I do something today? Because I did it yesterday. 
I'm just, that's what we do. We did it yesterday, we do it today. We get into a habit. That's the end of growth. That's the end of passion. That's the end of inspiration. This is how you change. This is why you came to Yeshiva. You may not have realized it. That's what we realized. You came to change. You got to decide what you want to change. You got to decide what price you're ready to pay for that change. And the rest is Nike. Just do it.